Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are continuing with our, with our theme, Barcelona. For the first time in my life, I didn't know what to say. Uh, you know, what am I going to preach? Um, normally, I would know during the week. So, hey, this week, Utande Ogunyogela. Uh, until, you know, this morning, what you get Langa Amen. So, but uh, still along the lines of grace and truth, which is our theme for the term. How many of you are blessed by this theme so far? Amen. It has been quite a, um, a theme. Amen. Uh, which is really um, building us and um, stretching us and it is uh, 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 building and boosting our faith. Amen. And this morning we are going to be speaking on the subject, Amazing Grace. Amen. Yeah, let's go to Philippians chapter number four. And I'm going to read verse 23. Amen. Help me, Jesus. Receive and experience the amazing grace of the master. Jesus Christ, deep, deep within yourselves. Receive and experience the amazing grace of the master. We, we said about the grace of God when we were introducing this uh, subject that it is God's ability to give us something that we don't deserve, right? And, uh, and, and the grace of God also qualifies us to receive from God, okay? It qualifies us. In other words, the, the, the grace of God comes to say you qualify, Right, uh, even when there are things that might disqualify you from receiving something from God, but when God, through the avenue of His grace, has decided that He's going to give you something, and the only thing that we then need to work on is the capacity to receive the capacity to, to receive, because even when God would want to give us something, it might be a challenge for us to receive it. Especially when your mind tells you, I don't deserve it. Uh, especially when situations and circumstances tell you, I don't deserve it. I don't qualify. So even when God has decided this is yours, you, you're like, I, me. And that's why we have to work on, on, on ourselves and make all the necessary adjustments. Uh, 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 take it from me. I, I shared a, um, a, a, a thing here with Umam Fundisi. And I said when we were down at transformation. I remember seeing um, what do you call these things? Tensions. Uh, you see these things. Those are nice. And they were putting them. Uh, around the stage for to control the area where altar call was thousands, so the altar call is so there are stanchions, and I'm I'm like wow, those things are nice, and and I'm like eh, I wonder how much are they? Is in which I wonder how. And God said, "What makir mejo?" Because I'm using I'm used to counting and calculating at a certain level. And sometimes even when God has shifted you, it becomes, you know, so we need to work on our, so I love this scripture because it says receive and experience the grace of God. Receive it and experience it, right? 
Now let's move, let's read one more. Psalm 126. Psalm 126. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation from verse 1. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. Say, it was like a dream. Verse 2, we were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Say amazing grace. Verse number 3, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Verse 5. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. Verse 6. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. The message translation is interesting. It says, it's if you have it in your phone, just switch so that you you will see that I'm not making this up. It seemed like a dream too good to be true when God returned Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, We couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. As they said, God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. It's not only Orlando Pirates. Verse number four. And now God do it again. Ask for the rain in the time of rain. Do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives so those who planted their crops in despair will shout yes at the harvest. Listen to this part. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. Those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Speak to us this morning and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Our our God, our God, is a God who hears and answers prayer. I, 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 I love looking at it, at it this way, that God is a God who responds to prayer. Uh, because when we say he answers prayer, it almost sounds like we say, and, and this is why it will confuse and frustrate many believers, because it will sound like God will always do what we tell him to do in prayer. And I'm sure you've, you, you've been a Christian for a while. You know that sometimes we scream and we do all of those things and it will look and feel like God is ain't hearing us. Yeah. And, and it will feel like, I mean, God, where are you? And even when God has 
already started moving, it does not look like it because our eyes are fixated on the final answer. Can't you sometimes God starts somewhere and, and he works things behind the scenes so that they can line up leading up to the time where the final answer is going to manifest. Are we together? So, so we, we, we need to know that when we continuously pray and cry out to God, God hears us and, and he responds. In, in Isaiah 59 verse number one, the Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. It's not that God can't do the things that we ask him to do. And most importantly, it says, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So God hears when we are saved, that has positioned us to have audience with God. It gives us the privilege to use the platform of prayer to communicate with God our needs, our fears, our frustrations, our concerns. That's why the Bible says, be careful for nothing, uh, 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 but with prayer, thanksgiving, and supplication, make your request known unto God. In other words, God has given us the platform of prayer to talk to him about stuff that is affecting us negatively or, or positively. Are we here, Bazalon? And, and he is not like an idol uh, so that he has ears, but he cannot hear. So each time we, we pray, and I want us to walk out of this place uh, really believing and knowing this, that God hears our cries. God hears your prayers. He hears your cries. It might not look like it. It might not feel like it. Uh, 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 but God hears. Uh, his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear. <laughs> So, 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 no matter what you are going through, no matter what is happening in your life, do not be afraid and do not stop crying out to God in prayer. Do not stop crying out loud to God in prayer. Psalm 61 verse number 1, David puts it this way, Hear my cry, O Lord, attend to my prayer. Why is David praying like this? When I'm reading this scripture, it's almost like I'm in the shoes of David. He is praying as a man who says, I've been talking to you for some time now and it looks as if you are not moving. Hear my prayer. Hear my prayer. And he says, he says, hear my cry. He says, hear my cry. In other words, have you ever been in a house or in a room where maybe uzwe uh, uh, and, the, and the first thing that concerns you is who is allowing this child to cry without attending to that child because this cry is the cry that is communicating something to the parent and how can that parent be sitting relaxing and not responding to the cry and sometimes I know it feels like that in our lives as believers that Lord for three months for for year for five years I have been praying and it feels like David was experiencing the same and he says 
Age usizwe iskalosami. Here my cry and he says to him, attend to my prayer. Move, do something, move a finger. Rise up, move, change my situation. And I know that some of us, maybe, you know, we, we've been through such season and you might be in that season where you are praying for the same thing every day, year in and year out. And it feels like God is not moving. And like David, you are saying, God, attend to my prayer. Send somebody, send an angel, send somebody, do something, but let my situation change. Because when we cry out to God, sometimes we will even cry. We will shed a tear and we will be in pain, we'll be in sorrow. And I want you to know that your tears are not wasted. It does not matter for how long you've been crying. Do not let the devil deceive you and make you think that God has got nothing to do with your tears and, and, and make you feel as if when you cry, God is looking the other way. Because I know, I know, I, 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 I sometimes experience it in my life where in my own corner, I will be shedding a tear and that tear will be communicating something that is happening deep down within my soul. Psalm 56 verse 8 says, you number my wanderings. You put my tears in your bottle. What does that tell me? It tells me in heaven God has a bottle where he collects every tear that is being shed by his children. So in other words, when you are alone and nobody is listening to you, nobody knows what you are going through and you cry for no reason. The Bible says God has a from heaven where he's going he might not move immediately the way that you want him to move but something took place when you cried he collected the Bible says your tear and he put it inside a bottle I don't know about you I thought bottles are earthly things and it's only the Bible that tells us that God has a container in heaven and not only that the Bible says are they not in your book oh God has a book God has a pen in heaven. Each time you cry, he collects your tear, puts it inside the bottle and he records and he says on the 17th of October 2023, Chabulani from somewhere, God was recording and he says he was crying. He was crying for one, two, three and four. Why is God doing that or revealing that to us, he is simply saying, I will never forget the moment when you were in pain. I will never forget the moment when you were frustrated. I will never forget the moment when you were afraid and you thought you are alone. You thought I have forgotten about you. You thought I am not going to move. You thought I am not going to do anything about your situation. I am here to encourage somebody. God has not forgotten about you. God has not looked the other way. He recorded your tear. Maybe you are seeing those who have caused you pain. They are dancing wherever they are. They are having fun while you are having pain and sorrow. God has not forgotten about you. That tear is in a bottle somewhere in a corner. And one of these days God is about to jump into your page and be reminded about the tear that you oh I feel something pushing me this morning I am here to encourage somebody that you cried and nothing happened you cried out nothing happened but I am here to say to you God has not forgotten about your tears yes you were in pain yes you were a laughing stock yes they were talking about you yes they asked and said where is your God yes they said you thought you were better yes they said what about your prayers that you said you will pray and your God is going to move it's been five years you are not married it's been ten years you don't have a job it's been three years you don't have that breakthrough I am here to tell somebody there is a bottle in heaven. There is a bottle in heaven. I know my tears are in that bottle and what?
I know the devil has been whispering in your ear and it has been saying, where is your God? After you have fasted like this, after you've been faithful like this, after you've been serving like this, after you've been giving like this, where is your God? And you are crying day and night. I am here to tell you, God has not forgotten. As a matter of fact, he has started moving a long time ago. And so crying is part of our journey with God. Weeping is part of our journey. If you read the book of Psalms, you, you, you find a lot of times where David says, even my pillow is wet because of my tears. Crying is going to be part of your journey. Sometimes you will cry, not because somebody said something, not because somebody has done something, but sometimes you will find just the pressure of being a Christian, just the pressure of being called a child of God, just the pressure of being faithful, the pressure of serving, pressure of being a wife, pressure of being a parent, pressure of being a husband, pressure of being employed, pressure of running a business, pressure of doing whatever good that others are still believing God for. But I'm here to tell you that your tears are not in vain. It might not look like it. It might not feel like it. But your tears are not in vain. Umsaba, umsalwa no kala ya kalele each and every day. They wipe their eyes and pretend as if everything is okay. And yet, tears are flowing from there. Because as they cry, God is recording. God is putting those tears in the bottle. Oh, I feel something pushing me this morning. God is about to move on someone's behalf. God is about to hear someone's cry. God is about to look your way. God is about to incline his ear and attend to your prayer. Attend to my prayer. Oh God, hear my cry. Hear my cry. Attend to my situation. Attend to my situation. Attend to my cry. Attend to my cry. Attend to my oh, Shaya Bakose. Eli Bakopalo Yetale. Azuka Palia. Hamberia Koteso Jezedeba. Oh, hear my cry. Hear my cry, hear my cry, hear my cry, hear my cry. May my tears never be in vain. 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 Sometimes we cry because we are in sorrow, because of the trouble that the enemy is surrounding us with, because of the pain that we are experiencing in our lives. And it's okay to cry as long as you are crying to your God. Ah, the Bible tells me that when God called Moses, he said, Moses, I am here to call you. But this is what I love about God. When he speaks to Moses, he says, Moses! At that point, he's not even talking to the children of Israel. Oh, shakapalo. Ah, that's why while you are crying, God is beginning to respond somewhere. He's not talking to the children of Israel. He's talking to the one who is going to bring an answer. He says, Moses, I have heard the cry of my people. I, I, I. At that moment, 
the burden is being increased on top of them. Bashaiwa even the more. is saying to Moses, Moses, I have heard the cry of my people. I have heard the cry of my people. In other words, their cry has come to my ears. I am turning their way. And I love the following verse. He says, not only do I hear their cry, I have come down to deliver them. The deliverance has not started, but God has already announced it. Oh, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Your deliverance has already been announced. Your breakthrough has already been announced. Oh, your solution to your problem has already been announced. It has already been announced. It has already... I know God has not yet said anything to you. <laughs> but he has already spoken to your Moses. Moses, I have came down. I have come down to deliver. I have heard their cry. Here you are. You're saying God has forgotten me. God, look to my situation. No, God has already started working somewhere. He's talking to somebody about you. He's talking to your boss about you. He's talking to your next employee about you. He's talking to the one who is supposed to attach their signature. Because when God has decided that he's going to deliver you, he's going to deliver you. They were crying in pain. The Egyptians busy with them. But God, on the sidelines, he was already at work. Moses! God interrupts Moses' life. Does not care what he was doing at that point. He bends a tree to get his attention. Why? I have heard the cry of my people. They did not start crying today. They've been crying for a while come down to it and they have this debate who am I I can't even speak they are engaging debating while they are crying ah don't stop don't stop don't stop crying don't stop crying now don't give up now keep on crying because God while you are crying he's working while you are crying he's working while you are praying he's working sometimes we cry and we cry and because we don't understand and sometimes we cry this cry that Jesus cried and it was the cry of compassion cry of compassion the Bible says in the book of John chapter number 11 Lazarus his friend was sick and they came and announced to Jesus your friend Lazarus he said, Jesus confidently says, this sickness is not unto death. Ha! Ah, ah. Ha! Guess what happens? He dies. Ah! The Bible says, knowing that he was going to raise them, raise him from the dead. He comes and he says, Nimbegebi. He could see their discouragement. He could see their fear. He could see their questions. He could see their intimidation. And they, and they pointed him where Lazarus was. The Bible says, and Jesus wept. Not mourning his friend. Wept out of compassion for these ones. Who are not yet at a place where they realize what's about to happen. Because I've told you I am the resurrection. And yet you are still afraid. I've told you I am the resurrection. And yet you still have the questions. The Bible says Jesus wept. And sometimes things happen in our lives. Affecting those who are around us. We want to help them. We don't know how to help them. And the least that we can do. Is to weep. Sometimes weep for your friends. Sometimes weep for your husband. Sometimes weep for your wife. Because there will be a time where you can't help them. And the only thing you can do is to weep on their behalf. It is to weep and say, what affects my friend affects me, oh God. What affects my husband affects me, oh God. The Bible says when Job began to pray for his friends, God restored to him double. 
Sometimes you weep not because of what is happening in your life, but you weep because of what is happening in the life of those you love. That is a compassion cry. I'm not crying so that you may die. I'm crying because I have compassion for my friend who is in sin. I am weeping before God to say, may they not die in their sins. And sometimes we cry. This is a cry of desperation, number three. I am crying because I am desperate because whatever that I am praying about has a time frame to it. God, if you don't show up today, I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. If you don't show up today, I don't know if I'm going to survive this week. It is the cry of desperation. It is a cry that Hezekiah cried when God sent a word to him and said, get your house in order because you are about to die. And the Bible says at that point, he turned against the wall and the Bible says he began to pray. He began to pray. He began to pray only in, 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 in verse number 5 of 2 Kings chapter 20. That we hear of that kind of prayer that he was praying. Because the word of the Lord came back and said, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, that says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. So in other words, when he was turning, facing the wall as a king, he did not want people to see him. As a king, he was hiding his weakness. And the best that he could do was to turn. That's why sometimes in your life, you've got to turn your back sometimes away from those who are talking in your ear, those who are discouraging you, and face your God with your tears. Give God your tears. God said, I've heard your prayer. Guess what? I've seen your tears. He says, I've seen your tears. And he says, surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. He says, I will heal you. I don't know what is it that you are going through today. I don't know what is it that is making you cry. I don't know what are you desperate for. Sometimes there are situations where you are desperate desperate for a breakthrough. This is the cry of desperation that Hannah cried when she could not conceive and have a baby. Not because she was not loved in the family by her husband. Her husband was good to her. As a matter of fact, she got preferential treatment because of her situation. Only her counterparts were mocking her. And he came, she came with a cry of desperation. God, I can't live like this any other day. The Bible says she wept bitterly. Yes, as this little Osizwa, who on the other room, unga mbonu munto kalayo, unga mazu kalelan, but this little sakona shayela uzwe uguti. That cry, that's no ordinary cry. The Bible says even the priest thought she was drunk. And she said, no, I'm not. It's the situation, I'm, I'm desperate for a child. She even made promises to God. Said, God, if you give me this child, I'm going to give him back to you. Cry of desperation. And some of us, we find ourselves in those situations where your back is against the wall. You've tried everything. Oh, a cry of desperation. Where there is no vocabulary to state your case before God. The only thing that you can do is to groan from within. Because other tears are external, but other tears are internal. Where the best thing that you can do is just to grow. The groaning that Jesus did, the Bible says, when, 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 when he heard of Lazarus' passing, the Bible says he groaned from within. Before they could see tears physically, he groaned. The Bible says, even when we do not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit, our helper, the Bible says, with groanings that cannot be uttered, 
I don't have words for my situation. I remember saying to Sister Hope, uh, one of the Pastor Hope, one of these days, I remember we, we were just dealing with some administration things and, and there was something that needed money. And I said to the best way I could describe it to her, I said, Hope, at this moment, it's a bloodbath that only God can clean. So at this moment, it's a bloodbath. Because this is a mess that only God can clean. Cry of desperation. I don't have a vocabulary to explain the situation I'm faced with. God, I stepped out in faith, believed. But it seems as if everything is falling apart. Sometimes we cry. Barcelona number four. Out of travailing. The Bible says in Isaiah 42 verse 14, I have held my peace a long time. I have been still and restrained myself. He says, now I will cry like a woman in labor. This is when you are crying, not because you are in lack, not because you are sick, not because you are frustrated, but you are crying. And sometimes it's not obvious to you, but it is a cry of giving birth. This is when there is something still locked on the inside of you that requires one more hour in prayer, one more offering that you need to give, one more sacrifice that you need to make and God puts you in a situation where you have to cry, a cry of travailing, a cry of giving birth to God's plans and purposes for your life. And God is about to say to you, your miracle is around the corner and if I were to tell you, you wouldn't believe me and the only way I can do is to allow heaviness to rest on you to push pray until something happens praise until something happens prophesy until something happens push one more day push one more service push one more hour push I remember when we woke up one morning, the day of the miracle, when we were in Tulsa, I said to my wife, I don't know, but I feel empty. I feel dry. I feel tired and exhausted. And it was only later on that she said to me, she felt the same way. And I said, I feel so away from God. And I had an option to stay in the hotel and rest. But I said, let me just push one more service. Let me just call one more service. And the only thing I could do in the service was to kneel down and to just simply say, God, I don't know why I feel like this. I haven't felt like this for such a long time. God, I feel away from you. God, I feel tired. And I pushed praying in the spirit. I didn't feel like worshiping. I didn't feel like praising God. But I had to push myself. I had to push myself. I had to push myself. Because the miracle was around the corner. The miracle was one more service away. One more service away. One more service away in the evening. Oh my God, thank you for the grace not to give up. And in the evening, breakthrough came. But it took a push, a cry of travail. Isaiah 68 verse 8, who has had such a thing? You see, when you cry out to God, God will do things for you that will make you ask yourself, who has had such a thing? A small boy from Delmas, Butang Township, started in a shack, who has had such a thing? A young boy who did not even have money for Lobola went down to Mbumbulu to fetch a young girl who was just minding her own business. Who has had such a thing? 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 That at the brink
think of giving up, God will even bypass us, open a door for us to go to a place that we had already given up and accepted that we are not going to go. But because heaven decided, said even if you don't want to, I will make a way for you to go. Our trip was confirmed four days before. Not even four days, three days before. Oh my goodness. Felt tired, exhausted. Many questions, no answers. But a cry of prevail. One more time. It was as if the cloud of witnesses, Abraham, the father of faith, was saying in heaven one more time, one more prayer, one more service. Go, go, don't get tired now. Ah, maybe even Paul was busy saying, oh, come on, come on, come on. That apostolic grace is on you. It comes with persecutions. I know I've been there. I know I was beaten. Jacob, you were not even beaten. Come on, push one more service. Push one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. I was walking around like a zombie through the entire experience. I was like, oh wow, something great is happening there. But deep on the inside, sometimes we cry out of repentance. Number five, Joel 2, verse 12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, tend to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Sometimes we weep because we went into a service and God spoke to us and God convicted our hearts and instead of being offended we repented and we went back to God and said God I'm so sorry I know I was not supposed to say that I know I was not supposed to do that I was not supposed to speak to my wife like that I was not supposed to disobey my, my husband like this if you are a wife I was not supposed to speak to my children like that I was not supposed to be offended like that it's a cry of repentance. It's a cry that decided I'm not going to be offended because I am corrected. Instead, I'm going to repent. But it brings tears. Even that kind of a cry registers in heaven. And God puts it in a bottle. And God records it. He writes it down. What's the date today? 22nd of October, round about 1207. You had something, it convicted your heart. Instead of being offended, you said, What shall I do? And the word said, Repent. And you said, Today I'm turning to the Lord with weeping. I'm not crying because I don't have anything. But I'm crying because I've heard God rebuking me. And there's this last cry that I want to talk about as we close. This is the cry of joy. And you say to me, how can I rejoice and cry at the same time? How do those two things go together? Because tears shared when we experience pain but how can I rejoice and cry at the same time the Bible says when Jacob was about to meet with Esau he didn't know what was going to happen thinking about all of all of the things that have happened how he took his birthright he was afraid knowing that he did not deserve any mercy from Esau the Bible says he even sent offerings in front of him. Sent people to go and ease him down. But the Bible says when they saw each other, they ran to each other, gave each other a hug. And the Bible says they both wept. Why they were weeping? They were not weeping because of something wrong or painful that has happened. But it's a flood of emotions. That even though I betrayed you, you are embracing me. This is grace. This is amazing grace. Even though I took your birthright, but you are embracing me. The Bible says those 
who go forth in tears, sowing their seed in tears, will return rejoicing. They will return rejoicing. That's why then the Bible says, now receive and experience this amazing grace. Why is it an amazing grace? It's because I know I've prayed. I know I've sown seeds. I know I've been faithful. I know I have served God. But what God has done for me cannot be compared to what I have done. Maybe, I don't know, in South African terms, maybe if God gave us one million, I was going to say, God, it's a harvest that we are reaping. Maybe if it was two million rands, I was going to say, God, it's because of our sacrifices. Maybe if it was three, I was going to say, God, it is because the church is growing and we are believing you for more. But 18 to 19, amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Not by power not by might there's no amount of prayer that could have produced this there is no amount of sacrifice there is no amount of service amazing grace amazing grace amazing grace the bible says they were the talk of the nations and everyone from America, South America, Portugal, wherever they were coming from, nations. Surely the Lord has done amazing things for you. Congratulations. How did I get there? I don't know. All we can say, amazing grace. And the only thing that is expected from us is to receive this grace and experience this grace. Sorry, it's not my fault. Sorry, it's not our own doing. It's amazing grace. And the Bible says, now receive and experience this amazing grace. Builders Church, I am here to say to you as from today, just simply step into it. Receive this amazing grace. Experience this amazing grace. Just step into it. And tell those next to you, it's not my fault. It's amazing grace. It's not my own doing. It's amazing grace. It's because of the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above we can ever ask or think. I am stepping into it. Amazing grace. I'm stepping into my miracle. Amazing grace. I'm stepping into my favor. Amazing grace. It's my door. It's my door. It's my door. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet. Oh. Maybe I was going to be apologetic about it. If I had anything to do with it because even when the check was already pre-decided that is going to be 500,000 US dollars when we were ascending the stage grace grace said maybe they don't even deserve this 500 but today grace qualifies build a church to enter into ah they are stepping into it Paul says now receive and experience this amazing grace say God give me the capacity to receive because believe you me, sometimes even when God wants to give 
abundantly. Sometimes we struggle because we lack capacity to receive at the level at which God wants to provide. Say, God, give me capacity to receive. Amazing grace. While you are crying, while you are weeping, while you are desperate, ask God, give me the capacity to receive. Take it from me. Take it from us. That when we, when you saw that photo of us on the floor, it was that moment where God's amazing grace manifested asking a question, can you receive it? For a moment I thought, when God, if God, if God were to answer every prayer we have prayed all at once, all at once, Some of us, we will die. That's why I love this scripture. Receive and experience. May I not die without experience. Let me taste. The goodness of God. Raise up your hands and say, God, help me. Give me capacity to receive. This is the amazing grace. Listen, it says deep and deep within yourself. I know there are some of the prayers that we've prayed and we've even stopped praying and we are not even, we are no longer even expecting answers because we thought, well, I've tried. God might not even answer them. <laughs> I know we spoke about sufficient grace. But there's more grace. But there's great grace. We are still yet to experience who has had in just a moment God can come and do something that will immediately attend to your immediate I'm not saying all your needs your immediate needs and more to do more Mamfundis said in the rain in the time of rain Ask for the rain. Listen, God did not do it for Jacob and Mazot and Sipa. God did it for Builders Church. Amen. What does that mean? God must be saying, I have heard the cry of my people. Who are his people? We are his people. So in other words, this is the right time. To say, God, here I am. Here I am. Let's lift up our hands. Stand up on your feet if you can, please. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for this amazing grace to manifest. to reach each and every one of us under this mandate and vision. Let it reach each and every builder. Let none of us escape the touch of this amazing grace. Your word declares, behold how wonderful and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil 
poured upon the head, flowing down to the beard and down to the skirts. And you said in your word, and there you command a blessing. Father, command your blessing of this amazing grace upon each and every individual in this room. As your servant prayed and said, the same grace, go back with it. Father, so do we release an impartation of this amazing grace. Let it manifest in our families. Let it manifest in our marriages. Let it manifest in our businesses. Let it manifest, oh God, in our callings, in our careers. Father, let this amazing grace impact every life in this place. We walk out of this room believing and knowing that God, you are faithful and you are able. You never fail. We walk out of this building, oh God, walking by faith of knowing that the one who has called us is faithful. You will never leave us nor forsake us. We know that this is not because of our own doing but it is because you've loved us. You chose us. You gave us your grace. Unmerited favor. Undeserved. Something that you've decided on your own accord. Father let it let it dominate in this room. Come on, just for 60 seconds, just pray for yourself and, and just pray for, for the capacity to receive from God. Forget about what has been happening in your life, failures, disappointments that you've experienced, things that have suggested in your life that things that you've been believing God for are impossible. Grace is in the room. Grace is in the room. Grace qualifies you today. 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 Repakote suje. You've been sowing in tears, prayers, offerings. Service, you shall reap with joy. No more shall you cry the, the tears of sorrow and pain, but you shall cry the tears of joy. Push one more prayer, one more praise, one more prophetic declaration over your life. One more, one more. Don't grow, grow weary. Don't grow tired. May the grace of God revive you today. One more day, one more hour. Your breakthrough is imminent. The answer to your prayers. Lengamunda, Langambala, Mandelembe, Menjazile. Come on, 15 more seconds. Jendeli Maso, Jenzendili Mikupa, Manzi Tibili Kiparo, Deskembri Ketere de Sejizade, a turnaround, Singambule, Frangondele, Menjizeli Mango, Beli Kapala, Brandere de Beyata. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Shenguja, Manzetebele. You will not cry the tears of sorrow forever. Joy comes in the morning. Shambala Joy comes in the morning. May this day be your morning. May this day be your morning. May it be the dawning of a new day. May it be the dawning of a new day. May it be the dawning of a new day. Joy comes in the morning. Oh, receive this amazing grace. Experience this amazing grace. Come on, five more seconds. Something is shifting in this room. 
Something is shifting in your life. Come on. Three more seconds. Shendo Sekapala. Maya Laba Sepre. A turning of a new day. 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 It's my new day. I step into my grace. I step into my favor. I step into my miracle. I step into my my solutions. I step into my breakthrough. Renga malamaya malamaya manda malamasa. Manzandele mengombalo fenderi dibia. Ozele pere telebe. Thank you, Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we thank you. That, oh God, this moment is sealed with the blood of Jesus. The enemy will not come near what you have done in this room this morning. We thank you that your promises in you, they are yes and they are amen. Father, do it in the lives of your children. Amazing works. Amazing deeds. Amazing miracles. Amazing breakthroughs. Amazing open doors. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amaze us even more. Amaze us even more. Amaze us. Hi there. This is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.